If you came, or if you're here to listen to John Andrews, you're a week late. My dad's from Northern Ireland, so I can take that box. If you're here for Barry Woodward, you're a week early. His fam- my dad's family moved to Moss Side and Wally Range, so I can take that box too. Hopefully, in these next couple of minutes, as I just go through some stuff, I've got some questions that I'd like to ask us as a community, us as a church, also myself that I've been asking, and I'm going to do it through looking at David. Now, most of us, when we talk about David, you'll go, Goliath, he was, in the, he was a shepherd and loads of things. And I went down some rabbit hole this week. I wanted to see how easy it would be to use a slingshot. Because when I was a kid, I had them, but they were like a catapult. And if you go down and you start looking on YouTube, they show you how difficult it actually is. But how much damage that little stone can do and the accuracy that they have. So those of you who will go and do that, because I know you will do, because you just want to see just how accurate you can be with a stone. And it is impressive how thick a piece of wood the stone can get through. So go and look at that. But I wanted to start in terms of the very beginning of David. And I'm going to skip through quite a bit. So go home and read through Samuel. Read through 1 Samuel, just to check what I say is true. Just to check that you can go away and not just listen to what's said on the front and go, okay, I'll do that this week. Go away and actually look at it. So I'm going to start in 1 Samuel 16. I'm going to start where Samuel anoints David. So David starts, and for those of you who don't know the story, basically David is the youngest in his family. Anybody their youngest in the family? I'm the youngest in my family as well, so maybe I relate a little bit with David. What happens is Samuel says, right, I want to see all your kids. And all these kids of Jess comes in and they forget about uh, David. And they say, there's one more, surely there's one more. So then they go and get David from out in the fields, doing what he was told by his brothers and his dad, looking after these sheep. And he comes and he's anointed. And he's only a young man at this point. And he gets anointed to be king. Now imagine you're a young person and someone says, you're going to be king. I work with young people. I know that they would then go, brilliant. I have to do naff all for the rest of my life because I'm going to be king. It's been told I'm going to be king. No issues. I am going to run this country one day. And they wouldn't do anything. But David didn't. David, it actually, when you go through, it takes him over 15 years to actually realise what he's told. So what does he do in those 15 years? He does loads of things. He makes some mistakes. He does some great battles and victories. But he goes and does the next best thing. He just goes back doing what he was doing. So he's he's a musician, he plays. By doing what he did, he was able to move in the circles. He was able to move in the circles of royalty by just doing what he did. As he went through his life, he had two opportunities that are recorded in the Bible where he could have killed Saul and sped the, should we say, sped the process up. Because Saul was the king who was there. David was told he was going to take over. And he probably thought, now's my opportunity. I can take this opportunity now and I will be king. But he didn't. Then he got another one and thought, is it now? And he didn't. Because what he did was, he was patient. He waited. And he actually writes about this in Psalms. In Psalms 40, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, 
to those who turn aside to false gods. He writes that after. Imagine him writing it in the middle. God, where are you? God, you told me I was going to do this. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I've got an opportunity. Can I take it? No. Just have a little bit of patience. Because throughout that story as well, it says that God looked at the heart. There was a later point where he goes to Goliath and his brother looks at him. And the thing his brother says to him is about how conceited he thinks David's heart is. So what God sees might be the thing that what man has a go at. So in your life, you might be waiting patiently and people are going, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? That was ages ago. Someone, God told you that five years ago. Sack that. But David waited 15 years. He had patience. He waited and waited and waited. There's a few times this morning I'm going to reference last night in terms of what we were able to do in here, in terms of waiting patiently, in terms of different things. Now, for those of you who follow my wife on social media, she posts quite a lot. That's not a bad thing. It depends. She posts quite a lot. And one of the things she posted the other day was actually about how when she first started 10 years ago over in the offices, there was three kids. And there was three kids, and I think one of them might have been Ashton, I think one of them might have been Maddie or Zara, and if yours was the third one, sorry. <laughs> I can't remember because I can't. We had over 200 people in here last night. But that's not just the 200 people who presently attend. It's the hundreds of people over the last 10 years who have been in the carol services, who've been in the Christmas services, who've been in the Easter services, all these different services where people have taken part and come. And there's a few people in here I'd like to publicly thank, because I know Lisa will do that as well. Adele Walker. She in? I know Lindsay's in. When there was three people, Adele prayed with Liesl over there that she'd carry on. She was going to jack it in, because she did it for ages, and there was only three people. But Adele prayed, and then the next week, some one extra person turned up. And then from there, Adele would keep checking in. Adele would keep praying and I know there's loads of people in here and if I, if I forget to mention anybody in the next 10-15 minutes I'm sorry, just go and ask Liesl and she'll talk to you because I want to say this don't mistake silence for absence it's in the waiting and the silence where faith actually develops a God of immediate gratification requires no faith teach us God in both the miraculous and the silence also The presence of silence never means the absence of God. So the challenge of waiting is to allow faith to do its work. Trusting that on the other side of this period of silence, we will have a richer, deeper and more alive faith than we did before. So when there's three people, and I relate it almost to the parable of the talents, if we have this big dream and we think, oh, God said this, God's not going to give us everything there and then at that point because it'll blow our head. Three people was what Liesl started with and Rye started with. And then as three people developed and as more people developed and as it grew, and there'll be loads of people in here who could share a similar testimony of, well, this is what I've got now, but when I look back 10, 15 years and I look at where I started or I look at where I was and I look at what I was going to do, I wanted to give up. In Philippians three twelve to 14, you'll have heard this many times. 
Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. So my first question really is, what have we been taken hold for? What do you know that you know you have been taken hold for? When, if, if you're not a Christian or a disciple of Jesus or anything like that and you think, what's he talking about? I'm sorry. You'll get there. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, what were we taken hold for? Have we been taken hold for something but we're not quite there yet or we're not quite doing it? And there's quite a few reasons because what's important for us to be able to do what we need to do as a people, as individuals, is our community. And it's a community in this room. It's a community that's up in the little room now with the youngers. It's over there with the children and the olders. It's the helpers. It's the sound people. It's everybody that contributes or does something. David had a community. He was told he was going to be king. He had a best mate who was the king's son and he confided in him. He had an armour bearer who he confided in. He had an army of people with him. It wasn't just him on his own. He was in community. Jesus wasn't on his own. And I know whether you might be in here or you might know people or you might be watching on the internet now or in the future and you go, it's all right, just me and Jesus. I don't need to go anywhere. Me and Jesus. Jesus went to church. Jesus went to the synagogue. Jesus met with people. He went and spoke to people. I'm going to use an example of Lee. Where is he? The guy who was 39 and was stressing he was 39 on the guitar with the long beard. He's 40 this next year. Me and Lee, we go jogging together. We go for runs together. And we have this thing where when we're running, we have a chat. And if we can't talk, we're running too fast. Okay. Now, two years ago, I entered a marathon and Lee helped me get round it. I wasn't so well. Lee finished the race quicker than me. We went and we did it again. But I know that Lee probably and maybe could have run a bit faster on his second marathon. But he stayed with me and he kept checking me. And he's going, you all right? You're a bit fast. You've gone a bit quiet. Can we speed up? Can we slow down? Should we get a drink? Should you not? Should you have some of those gels? And he was my person who as we went round he helped me and there's sometimes again going back to the silence he's not absence there's sometimes we didn't speak we just ran together I knew he was there he knew I was there so don't just think that because there's silence that there is nobody there to help you last night when we packed up there was, and again, if I, say, if I don't say your name, I'm sorry. There was the Fosters, the Pops, the Hearts, the Haslam, the Skulls. When we finished, they could have gone home yeah. with their children who were really tired and cranky, a bit like mine. But they stayed, so this morning, all these seats were out. Yeah. They stayed, so as a community, we could get together the next morning. Not so me and Liesl and the one or two other people would just be here till 12 o'clock at night or whatever but they invested in community so they were there as our friends as our family as our community but for this morning as well so this morning everything is in place we just walk in and we think wow this has been like this all week the amount of things that go on in this room in a week and it's destroyed and things come out and things go back but people make sure that on a Sunday we can get together and we don't have a clue and that's the best thing because they do it But over the time as well, 
it doesn't just mean that it's from last night. And I want to make note of these as well. Community helps over time, but it might change over time as well. But as a, as a community, I know people that have helped rise over time will be Jess Carr, Alicia Walker, Erin, Anna, Charlotte, Helena. All of these people at different times have been involved. And by being involved, I've helped. If you're a parent and your child's come to rise, or even to youth or anything, and you spend time in the coffee shop while other parents are there who maybe aren't from within church, you're part of that community. You're probably more so a part of that community because the youth workers, the, the children's leaders, Liesl, the dance teachers, they don't get the time to invest with the other families and the other parents. You do. So if you're a parent and you turn up and you sit in a coffee shop and you just think you're having a chat, you're doing more than that. You're sharing God with them. They're coming into a building that the amount of times I've seen people walk through the building and go, oh, is this what it's like? Because there's so many people wonder what goes on in this building. There's so many people wonder what it looks like inside the building as well. So we've got to make sure that we do it. It's Wes, it's Lee, it's Erin, it's the sound people. Wes yesterday coming down three hours before it started just to turn everything on and then leave. He played his part because without the sound and lights, we don't have a party. So everybody has a part to play in whatever way it is. And this leads me to my final question my final bit I want to go to 2 Samuel 11 verse 1 to 18 and I'm going to pick out the starting sentence of it it was now springtime the time when kings go to war David sent out the whole Israelite army under the command of Joab and his officers I always find it strange that it says it was now springtime and the time when kings go to war. So it's like getting towards spring and the old kings are getting ready. Right, we've got a train now, we're going to war. What are we going to do? Well, we'll do this, we'll do that. A bit like pre-season in a football game or a rugby match. But my question was then, why didn't David go? He's the king. And it was springtime and kings get ready to go to war. And I've got a couple of questions. And again, I've asked myself all these questions. First one, why didn't he go? Was he comfortable? Was he sat at home and thought, it's a bit easier to stay at home today. I'm not going to go to war. I'll let somebody else do it. I've done it for that long. I trust them. I know they can do it. Off you go. I'll just stay at home and I'll reap the benefit. The benefit was he sees somebody who he takes a shine to. And then his life changes. Because he might have got a little bit comfortable. Why was he comfortable or why did he stay? Did he think he'd been that successful with God, it was just going to carry on? And he got a little bit lazy or he got a little bit... Yeah, lazy will do. Was he tired? Had he thought, I can't go again. I'm done. I've had war after war. It's spring. <laughs> this might be my 15th, 16th springtime. It's time to go to war again. I'm too tired. I can't be bothered. Are there things sometimes where we think, I'm just too tired. I'm just too tired. Because God says, go in the strength that he can give you doesn't say go in your strength because as I got, went back to before faith isn't necessarily God answering everything we ask faith is that bit of waiting faith is that just 
before you take the step off the edge. In that silence, in that trust, in that point. Had he been hurt previously? Did he have an injury that nobody knew about? Had he been hurt by what he'd done in the past or by what somebody had done in the past? And he just went, it's just going to be easier if I stay at home. It's just going to be easier if I don't do that again. I've been to war over and over and over. I've done this over and over and over and I can't be bothered anymore. I'm tired. There's so many times I just think, I am so tired. Can I have a pause? Can I have a breather? But sometimes we can't. And there's a few things with that. Sometimes in church, people get tired because they have to do it over and over and over Because as a community, sometimes we're happy to let them. And sometimes we're happy because somebody's doing it, we think, they don't need me. And sometimes you think, I'd rather not. But there's lots of opportunities. It was in Judges 6.14, it says, go in the strength you've got. Next question. Again, I ask myself this. And I don't mean this to sound as it comes out, and hopefully most of you who know me understand that. Are we a consumer or are we a contributor to church? And not necessarily to church in this building, but do we come, we consume, we go out and we do nothing with what we've consumed? We, start, we, we have people at the front every week saying, Jesus has done this for us, Jesus has done this for you. You know what you've done and then we go out and say, that was good, I'm just going to keep it. Or do we start sharing our testimony? And I was listening to something the other day where it was talking about people's testimonies. My testimony isn't like what you'd hear next week off Barry. My testimony is I grew up in a a Christian family. I'm so fortunate. Because with that, I can see the faithfulness of God from my parents, his parents, to me. And sometimes we just have to look at it a bit differently. And we can see it that way. But if we just come and consume and don't contribute, whether that is with our abilities, whether it's with our finance, whether it's with whatever, we don't make this as strong a place as it can be. We all have our input. We all have our part to do. If you can pat test, genuinely, if you can pat test and you can volunteer to come and pat test our equipment, do it. If you can paint, because I can't, if you can paint, if you're good at anything like that, come and let us know. Because any small gift, any small time has been given to you to invest and to be part of the larger community. Not just to keep to ourselves. Not just, so I know there's people in here who would be fantastic working with our young people. Because I've seen you with young people. And you think on a Sunday, I'm going to come to church, I'm going to go into the service, I'm going to listen, I'm going to take communion, I'm going to give me offering, then I'm going to go home. And you see, you see the children's workers when you go and pick your kid up and you go, yeah, I couldn't do that, thanks. I let them run around. But whatever you can do, whatever you can give, whatever you can t- contribute, time, finance, effort, some of you can cook. And your neighbours might be short of a meal. Doesn't have to stay in this building. You could cook a meal. You might have a family friend. You might have somebody who's poorly or has just had a newborn child or whatever. And you can make a meal. You can freeze it. You can take it round and go, that's for you when you need it. Not Because they might not need it there and then, but they might need it in the future and you've prepared it. And then they can think, right, there's people out there. Because we live in such an insular society now. We live in a society that lives, my phone's down there, like that. 
We live in a society that just live at the end of our hands, whereas if we can just show people, just show people in the wider world. I'm going to use Morley. I told you I'm going to talk about lots of people. Morley, this last block of whenever the Alpha was, thought, I want to do something. I can communicate with people. I'm good with people. I can talk to them. I don't necessarily know what they'll ask me to do, but all I can do is say, James, do you need me? Can I help? Can I do something? So whatever you can do, whatever you can contribute, do it. Because if you might think they don't need that, somebody might be waiting for your opportunity. They might be waiting for what you can help. If the band come up, we're going to go into communion in a minute. And I want us to think about what can you do? As an individual, can you contribute or can you just consume? Can you be part of community? There's so many different communities within this larger community. And if you're part of this community, part of this church, and you're on a WhatsApp and you're on about 10 different WhatsApps, all for different communities, our life group WhatsApp constantly. There's a, I'm in a WhatsApp with three other dads all the time. So whatever you can be part of a community, do not be sat at home or don't come into church and be an individual. Be part of something because it is a great place to be. It's a great place to be part of something that you can look back. And for those of you who are thinking, I've heard this before, took David 15 years. From what he was told to when he became king. Did he make mistakes? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them. Was God with him? Yeah. Was God silent sometimes? Well, you can read it in the Psalms. Yeah, he was. But David waited patiently. And he cried out. And God answered. And he lifted him out. In fact, I'm going to finish with that. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Some of us might need to just sing a new song. Some of us might need to sing even though it's the last thing we want to do. We might, want to, we might need to sing praises to God in our situation, knowing that our situation is the situation it is. You might need to sing on behalf of other people. Cookie mentioned it before about praying for families and stuff. Sometimes we need to do, be that person who stands in the gap. And we get the opportunity to do that. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. So as we come and take communion, I want us to think about a few things. I want us to think about what we're called for. We're not called to work and then come home, then come to church, then go to work, then come home, then come to church. Do the kids' clubs, do all the things that life is and life is busy, man. It's proper busy. So what are we called for? The next one. Are you part of the community or a community? How can you become part of the community? Then the last bit. Are we comfortable? Now there's a time for rest and there's a time to be comfortable. 
There's a time sometimes to take stock of everything, but let's not sit there too long. Let's think about how we can contribute. Thank you.